You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. What's something you learned in history class that you feel like wasn't the whole truth? Better yet, what's something you didn't learn at all that was omitted completely? That's what I like to call redacted history. My name is Andre White, the host of the Redacted History Podcast, the place where history's forgotten events, heroes, and villains get their story told, one episode at a time. The Redacted History Podcast. Real history never dies. Stream the Redacted History Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. On September 15, 2007, villagers in the remote Peruvian town of Carancas saw a glowing fireball soar toward Earth, then felt the meteorite crash into the ground. Not only was the meteorite able to reach Earth without burning up in our atmosphere, but its arrival sparked a mysterious plague that caused hundreds of people to inexplicably fall ill. These strange circumstances have baffled scientists to this day. Just after the impact, some 600 curious villagers flocked to the crash site to take a closer look and began reporting strange findings. Local official Marco Limache noticed boiling water coming from the crater and said that a, quote, fetid, noxious gas then spewed forth. Only a few hours later, the hospitals began filling up with patient symptoms ranging from eye pain to vomiting. For days afterward, the number of sick locals increased, with even livestock falling ill. But within a week, despite growing concern in international news coverage, Peruvian state media declared the situation resolved, and Carancas's mayor even suggested the symptoms may have been psychosomatic. But to this day, the case of the Carancas meteorite plague remains unsolved. You're listening to History Uncovered, brought to you by the digital publisher All That's Interesting, where we explore all things weird and bizarre in the natural world and the world past. I'm All That's Interesting staff writer, Marco Margaritoff. Today's subject is the Carancas meteorite impact, where a crash landing in Peru led to hundreds of villagers mysteriously falling ill, with disagreement as to why still lingering among the experts. Carancas is a small, humble village in the remote highlands of Peru, near the Bolivian border and Lake Titicaca. On an otherwise normal Saturday just before noon, the skies opened up, and a colossal rock from outer space crashed into the dirt, causing a 20-foot-deep and 98-foot-wide impact crater. Due to the region's shallow water table, locals didn't find much at the impact site but a sizable hole rapidly filling with water and scattered fragments of space rock. Before it landed, witnesses from Desaguadero, a city 12 miles away from Carancas, described seeing the blazing fireball crossing the sky in the middle of the day. The force of the meteorite's impact generated enough energy to detonate a small nuclear weapon. Its vibrations were picked up by an infrasound station in Bolivia. Some fearful residents were even convinced that the impact they heard was the beginning of an attack by Chile. Scientists concluded the meteorite had been part of an asteroid belt around 110 million miles away, floating between Mars and Jupiter, and was one of the largest to hit Earth in a long time. Until that fateful day, geologists thought it was impossible for chondrite rocks like this to cause craters. Geological sciences professor Peter Schultz, who visited the site two months later, said, This meteor crashed into the Earth at 3 kilometers per second, exploded and buried itself into the ground. Carancas simply should not have happened. 
To his point, it's generally accepted that most meteors break off into fragments and fizzle out before they can reach the Earth's surface. The Caracas meteorite stayed intact all along, confounding scientists like Schultz to this day. It remains the only known chondrite impact of its kind in recorded history, and stranger still was the mysterious sickness that accompanied it. Curious locals flocked to the crash site and collected rock fragments, with sulfurous fumes still in the air and smoky black fragments littering the boiling water. Hours later, reports of sick villagers emerged. Rumors of the collected fragments being cursed or toxic began to float around, and many people reported experiencing nausea, dizziness, headaches, and vomiting. The nearby hospitals were filled quickly, as the municipality's mayor, Nestor Quispe, explained. He said, quote, Lots of people from the town of Carancas have fallen ill. They have headaches, eye problems, irritated skin, nausea, and vomiting. I think there's also a certain psychological fear in the community. Even more harrowing, reports of livestock bleeding from their noses hit the airwaves. Many of them died. Resident Romulo Quispe was one of the many villagers terrified the water supply could be tainted. He said, this is the water we use for the animals, and for us, for everyone, and it looks like it is contaminated. We don't know what is going on at the moment. That is what we are worried about. Meanwhile, field researchers like Robert Ward, who often donates meteorites from all over the world to the Chicago Field Museum, didn't waste any time in traveling to the crash site. This rock traveled through all of space and somehow wound up exactly here. That makes this place special, he said. Statistically, we're about 20,000 years overdue, he continued, referring to the bigger, more destructive meteorite that'll inevitably collide with Earth. While Ward spent his days marveling over the rock and its chance encounter with our planet, 200 people exhibited symptoms of the mysterious illness. Doctors took blood samples of the 15 patients closest to the site for analysis, but only theories, rumors, and superstition emerged in place of answers. Human history is littered with attempts to make sense of interplanetary happenings. From the Aztecs believing the god Quetzalcoatl took the form of Venus and could predict the future, to the Romans venerating a meteorite they called the Needle of Cybele and attributing their victory over Hannibal to that rock. For the government of Carancas, things got so out of hand that the city's mayor, Maximiliano Trujillo, called an 800-person town hall meeting, the largest ever held in Carancas, to give scientists a chance to assuage the terrified citizenry. With many left unconvinced, the mayor compromised and asked one of the last two shamans left in the village to perform a ritual sacrifice to combat the meteorite's curse. The shaman obliged, sacrificing a baby llama. Mayor Trujillo also built a fence around the crash site and asked citizens to sign up for 12-hour shifts to guard it. It was this kind of ownership over the problem, Trujillo felt, that could serve the community best rather than dictating solutions and claiming things would resolve themselves. The Peruvian government's official news agency, Andina, reported four days after the crash that the sick villagers were already, quote, recovering, there aren't any critical cases. A total of 200 people with different symptoms have been seen. At the same time, government officials warned people to avoid the, quote, glowing object that fell from the sky. Several experts believed that the most likely cause for illness was arsenic, which had seeped into the groundwater, was vaporized upon impact, and escaped into the air as gas. Thus, those nearest to the meteor impact were most affected. 
Lionel Jackson of the Geological Survey of Canada and Vancouver, meanwhile, felt the entire narrative had been given a sheen of fantasy wholly undeserving of the incident. The mysterious gases were steam, he said. It was a rock that fell out of the sky and made a hole in the ground. End of story, he added. Other experts, just as accredited meanwhile, pointed out that meteorites that crash into Earth don't emit a high temperature. They don't have an odor either. And witnesses at the scene said the crater steamed for half an hour and smelled of sulfur. According to Clark Chapman of the Southwest Research Institute in Boulder, Colorado, it makes no sense that the water was actually boiling. Don Yeomans of NASA's Jet Propulsion Lab in Pasadena said that, quote, The reports about this impact have been confused, contradictory, and muddled. As for the villagers, many of them believed the meteorite was a bad omen sent by the gods. Online, theories sprang up attributing the meteorite to extraterrestrials. Ultimately, no clear-cut answer to the mystery of the strange illness caused by a rock from outer space has ever been found. Could this oddly resilient rock have contained a substance yet unknown to us? Was it so powerful that hundreds of people merely present at the crater became violently ill within hours? Or was the whole incident a prime example of what pseudoscientific tradition, the power of belief, and psychosomatic anxiety can do? In the end, we just don't know. At least not yet. Thanks for listening to History Uncovered. I'm History Uncovered's producer, Kit Westneat. If you like the show, help others find us by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And be sure to follow the All That's Interesting and History Revealed pages on Facebook and Real History Uncovered on Instagram. Make sure you don't miss out on the new episodes and subscribe to the History Uncovered podcast. And keep up with our latest stories at allthatsinteresting.com. If you have a question about the show or just want to say hi, feel free to call us at 929-526-3029 or email us at podcast at allthisinteresting.com. This podcast is part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. Visit airwavemedia.com to listen and subscribe to their other fine shows like Legends of the Old West and Redacted History. Until next time, keep exploring. Do you love history but hate when it's stuffy and boring? Well, look no further and join me, Katie Charlwood, your friend the neighborhood social scientist and reader of books as I delve into unsolved historical mysteries, murders by gaslight, and of course, women who have been misrepresented through all time. On Who Did What Now, the history podcast that's not your history class. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.